0: So, earlier this week, I was talking with Deacon Chris, that's Deacon Chris, um, about this study I read years ago. And the study was um, about the righteous of the nations, and the righteous of the nations uh, are those people in World War II who, like Schindler, they protected and saved uh, Jewish people from the Holocaust. So, there's these people, obviously called the righteous of the nations and the righteous, they could see what was going on was wrong. And a lot of people were religious, but what characteristics did the righteous of the nations have that they actually saw and did something to save, you know, usually hundreds of peoples of lives? Why is it? You know, uh, so it's kind of interesting. So they found out three characteristics. One is... Um, that they tended to be contrarians, not rebels, but they don't go along with the crowd that easily. Secondly, um, they have this feeling of being uncomfortable about their own virtues. Also, they're uncomfortable with everything that's going on in the world. And I do like that one too, because um, it's never a virtue to be comfortable with just as you are or just the way the world is. So, they had a bit of being uncomfortable. And the last characteristic is that they could see irony, which I think is really important. Now, this is odd, Um, and this is why I was telling Deacon Chris, I grew up in a household where my dad taught us irony. Actually, what he taught us was um, the ability to, and I'm gonna phrase it this way, make bologna sandwiches. Um, You know, BS. that was a big part of my family, and I think it comes from the fact that my dad was from Butte, so an homage to the Butteians. So, seriously, those people do it, and Deacon Griss said the same thing, that his dad used to do the same thing, and, like, his sister and him and <clears throat> used to play this game, and I kind of loved it, because my sister and I still do this game where it's BSing, where you see if you can take one thing and then slowly exaggerate it, where you... Have the other person believe something completely outrageous. Um, It's a horrible thing. (laughs) But it does teach you irony. And so in this odd way, I'm kind of glad that my dad taught me irony. Um, Just like when do things get ridiculous? Um, Because the strange part is a lot of people can't see it. And so if you're wondering, what do you mean by irony? So... couple examples. One, this is true. They took it down, but on the McDonald's website for uh, employees and their health care policy, on their website, it listed that one of the things they should not do is eat at McDonald's. So (laughs) you work at McDonald's, but don't eat at McDonald's. That's not part of our health care policy. Like, can you not see the irony that you wrote that? Um, Or... And this happened just a little while ago. Uh, a prisoner well, actually technically not a prisoner. This person, I'm talking to this Catholic, and um, he says that he, he really loves Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc is like his, one of his favorite saints, which is great, mine too. But then in the conversation, he mentions um, that he's uncomfortable that women should not be wearing pants. Okay, that, that's a position. Um, <laughs> That they should be wearing dresses, is what I mean. Um, So when he says that, of course, I'm thinking, can you not see the irony of what you just said? So I said, you do know why Joan of Arc was burned at the stake. Like, do you guys know why Joan of Arc was burned at the stake? For wearing pants. (laughs) Your favorite saint is a woman who was burned at the stake for wearing pants, and then you say, I don't think women should wear pants. (laughs) Let's get some kindling. And um, like like it just amazed me how good people can't see irony. And going back to this report about the righteous of the nations is that one of the ingredients you need is to see irony. to really see and act to save life. So, there's one side that um, were the righteous of the nations. The other group, and it was mostly religious people who did save lives. In fact, it was all religious people. But what about the other side? People that were religious, but were blind to what was going on. And they called them the religious blind syndrome. That, yes, you're religious. But you don't really see the great evil, what's going on, and you don't do anything. And I just think it's interesting. Irony is really important for you to be able to see. And the reason why I'm going over this, in case you missed it, in today's gospel, there's irony upon irony upon irony. Um, There's all this irony, and you'll miss the point. You'll think the point of the gospel is just that Jesus could cure somebody which is true, but that's not the point. It's much deeper than that. And it starts with the name Bartimaeus. So Bartimaeus, um, bar means son, but uh, Timaeus, um, Bartimaeus. In Aramaic, it means either unclean or unworthy. In Greek, it means the opposite, it means worthy. And his name Bartimaeus is repeated twice, so it's setting you up that, wow, Is Bartimaeus worthy or unworthy? Because if you think about it, all he's heard his life is these voices that say you are blind, you're a beggar, you're unwanted, you're a burden to the system. All you do, Bartimaeus, is take and take and take and never give back. You are a burden, you are unwanted, you are unworthy. That's the voices that he heard. And yet he really hears a much different voice. And Christ hears his voice. And so, you get this great irony that, wow, it's the blind man who hears the right voice. Christ, with all the noise of the crowd, he hears Bartimaeus' voice. And as it turns out, um, if you miss it, Bartimaeus is the one who ends up truly seeing. He sees Christ. That's the point. And... Those who have physical sight, they miss who Jesus is. The the irony is, well, the blind can see better than those who have physical sight. Um, Or the apostles are trying to silence Bartimaeus because he keeps crying out, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Son of David, have mercy. And they, you know, he's unworthy. You just shut up. Shut up and leave God alone. And yet... He's the one who actually Christ is calls forth. That the one they're trying to silence is the one who truly hears. The one who can't hear are the apostles. They're the ones who can't hear because Jesus had just said in last week's gospel, do not hinder the little ones from coming to me. And what are they doing? They're hindering um, Bartimaeus. So I just love this irony that, wow, the ones who can see Are the ones who many, especially the leaders of the church, think are blind. And the ones who are truly blind, oddly, are the leaders of the church. Do you get the irony? It's like McDonald's website don't eat McDonald's food. There's this great irony. And the point of it is not healing, the point of it is enlightenment. Because when Bartimaeus goes up to Jesus, and Jesus in the Greek calls him out. When he calls him out and says to Bartimaeus, what do you want from me? Now, you know, hopefully you've been paying attention, for the last couple of weeks, that same question is getting repeated over and over. A couple weeks ago, what do you want from me? And the guy wants money. That's what he wants. Or last week, what do you want from me? And the two apostles, they want power. So, once again, Jesus says, what do you want from me? And this time, somebody gets the right answer. And it's the person you think is unworthy. What does he want? In the Greek, it doesn't say, I want to see. In the Greek, what it says is, I want enlightenment. That's the right answer. what he wants is enlightenment. Um, And so, yes, he becomes enlightened. Um, Now, just a little background. Enlightenment actually means baptism. If you read the letters of Paul, um, one of the phrases Paul's use for baptism is enlightenment. And the story in one sense is about baptism, but it's really about what it means to be faithful. So let me explain the baptism. He says he wants enlightenment, that's code word for baptism. Or when Jesus says, call him out, in the Greek, uh, that word is ecclesia which is the same word for church. He's making him church. And it says he threw off his clothes and sprang up. Throwing off your clothes in the ancient rite of baptism, you'd leave your old clothes behind. So really it's baptism. He's becoming part of the church. What does it mean to be part of the church that what you desire most is enlightenment? Um, And so like, I just love this, what do you desire most? Everybody has the wrong thing. I want that, I want this, I want the winning lottery ticket. Please, just Jesus, give me my hair back. I really do want that back. (laughs) But what it means to be church is, I want to see and act. And if you notice after that, once he gets his eyesight, Jesus says, go your own way. And he doesn't go his own way. What it says is, he went the way of Christ. And Christ is on the way to the cross. That's where he's going from Jer- uh, Jericho. And you know the rest of the story. The apostles at the crucifixion, the apostles abandoned Christ. The idea, doesn't say this in the crucifixion, but Bartimaeus, his life was the way of the cross. Um, that he actually did take up the way. So now, going back to what I said about the righteous of the world, Uh, the righteous of the nations one of the things you need to see in the world is irony that's what you need to see in today's gospel but just being able to point out the irony of life is not good enough what you really need is also the desire for enlightenment the apostles god bless them they're trying to keep them silent they don't really have the desire for enlightenment they have the desire to keep the status quo the status quo Um, the righteous of the world, they were always a little bit uncomfortable about their own virtues, about uncomfortable the world. And the point being, in case you missed it, were Bartimaeus. You notice Bartimaeus says, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. If you missed it, that's exactly how we started mass. We play the role of Bartimaeus. What we seek the most is enlightenment. That's the definition of a Christian. Not somebody who conforms to everything, but somebody who desires most is enlightenment. And I think with that, maybe we also could become the righteous of the world. We're the ones who can see the light and also save life.